Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Now to Trey Betty, brought to you by Asher Wrecker Service, 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker, dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Good afternoon, Trey. Hey, guys. Another Who news is... quiet day, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How much well, to talk about today, huh? No. Were you surprised at Trey Knox entering the transfer portal? No, I'd heard a few days ago that that was what was going to happen. I was some stuff you you know people tell you sworn to secrecy. I yeah. just had the story written in the in the admin, ready to go. Um, so you know, just given that, I don't think there was any direct correlation between Dow Loggins in South Carolina uh, and Trey Knox uh, because I think that came out like. A half hour afterwards so uh just kind of happened to happen around the same time so it's been a definitely an interesting time um you know i heard uh i guess saturday morning i started catching wind about ron roberts being the guy that arkansas was targeting in on uh, i was surprised that actually at the uh, reaction from razorback fans it was just like a, a hard no <laughs> pass mm-hmm. on this guy i guess he had too much uh wasn't enough of an up-and-comer, had too much uh, experience and, and things to, to look at, I guess. I don't know. But the guy uh, obviously was fired at Baylor last year, not because of how the defense performed. And obviously the defense the year before was really solid. But what it came down to was um, Arkansas just being outbid for the guy. He was leaning towards Arkansas. Georgia Tech was in there too. But Auburn uh, outbid him. Now, that doesn't mean that – Arkansas didn't have the money to pay him. They paid Barry Odom $1.85 million a year, which is the sixth highest assistant coach in the country. Uh, I think, And I'm interested to see what the contract is because uh, you know, I think what might have happened more along the lines of uh, Arkansas just not willing to pay or not maybe thinking he was quite worth what Auburn was willing to pay. But we'll see that when everything shakes out with the contract stuff. Um, but, yeah, it's been, you know, there'll, there'll be some more bad news. There'll be some more good news coming. Um, but... Uh, like we said when this thing started, we kind of, if you don't wait till, uh, if you don't wait till January fifteenth to decide which side of the freakout fence you're on, uh, then you're just gonna freak out a whole lot because it's a, it's a, it's a weird time and um, yeah, it's uh, a lot of crazy stuff going on and uh, certainly thoughts and prayers with uh, Mike Leach's family and and everybody at Mississippi State, everybody he's he's touched and stuff. That's crazy and then on the other side of things all this stuff with chris beard wow i mean it's just been yeah we knew it was going to be a wild december but uh i think it's been wilder than than anything we might have imagined well you know and to to your first point about uh bad news there'll be some good news it seems like Mm -hmm. all the bad news is in december and the the reason why it's even worse is because you've still got a football game to play but then you start, oh, this guy's coming in, and this guy's coming in, yeah. and this here's your new coach. And then, and by spring, you're all feeling like, hey, boy, this is going to be another good year, isn't it? You know, so you, just have, <laughs> exactly. you, have to, you have to work through the, the difficult times. It's just when you do look at the, uh, at the team, Randy asked this, and Trey, obviously there was no media access Saturday. Yeah. Is the next time Sam Pippen's talking to the media after the next practice, is that scheduled? Um, because Kyle Parkinson you... had indicated to me, I think 
week last week maybe um, that it would be either this Saturday or this Friday. Okay, so Friday or Saturday. So you don't have any access to practice. Maybe you will then, where you can see if Matt Landers is practicing. If you can right. see if, if he's going to play. Uh, did Trey Knox practice last Saturday? Probably not. If you said I was told Trey Knox was no longer with the team. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. So so he didn't. Um, who are the linebackers? Uh, who's calling the signals on defense? Is it a coach that after that game is leaving to go to Nevada, Las Vegas? I mean, yeah. there's just a whole lot out there, isn't there? We've, got, we've certainly got a lot of questions for them. <laughs> uh, I don't know if a 30-minute press conference will quite do it, but we've got a lot of questions to ask, obviously, and um, I'm sure Sam Pittman probably isn't. Not that he wouldn't answer them. This is probably not his favorite day to go sit in front of the media and answer all these questions, especially before everything's settled. Um, right. But, you know, you, you make a good point because we're talking about bad news. Arkansas has had some good news. Uh, do you guys know who leads the nation in, in transfer portal commitments? Well, Arkansas has got three that we know of. Is that does that that's lead the, the nation? That's the lead. That leads the nation. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's pretty good. Hey, you yeah, got a quarter- so. We have asked all along, how can you get a quarterback that knows he's not going to start to come in? Well, they got yeah. one. And they, they got, got a- one. And you know, um, I don't think it's the first time that Jacoby Criswell has eyed the portal and considered going to Arkansas. We've always kind of kept our eye on him. Uh, obviously, when Chad Morris was at Arkansas, he recruited his son Chandler. Um, and, and, you know, recruited Jacoby, but it really wasn't it, – it wasn't happening, you know, and, and committed to North Carolina. Sam Pittman tried to get him to flip, but, you know, you stick with the guys that have been with you the longest. And, you know, it just – he played a little over there, but didn't um, didn't win the starting – I mean, the guy that, you know, took over this year was, you know, getting Heisman Trophy votes. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Jacoby will come in, sit behind um, – Hit, sit behind KJ for a year and then challenge Malachi Singleton for the starting job, I would assume, the next year. So uh, that is a very important aspect to this team. They had to get somebody that was of quality uh, in case something were to happen to KJ like it did this year, and they just didn't have a really solid replacement for him. And so um, hopefully that will you know shore some things up if you did have an issue with KJ getting banged up or something. But you know, K.J. Jefferson coming back, that's obviously good news. Uh, Andrew Armstrong, I think, is a really intriguing uh, wide receiver, especially since Arkansas will lose their top four wide receivers this year, uh, Warren Thompson, Keetron Jackson, Matt Landers, and Jaden Hazelwood, all for different reasons, I guess. Uh, but they'll lose those guys. And, um, you know, Armstrong's probably – he's listed at 6'6". I uh, hear he's probably about 6'4", 189 pounds, had – 60-something catches, over 1,000 yards, 13 touchdowns last season at Texas A&M Commerce, uh, which is an FCS school. I guess he was just one of those late bloomers because he's, you know, listed a lot shorter on his high school profile. Um, but uh, had a big season last year, and we'll see how that translates uh, over to Division One F- uh, Power 5 level. His highlights look good. Again, it's, you know, it's FCS level, but uh, they've had some good FCS guys come in here and, and make an impact. John Ridgeway was one, for example. Um, and uh, let's see, they've got oh Joshua Braun, of course, who's already been committed, the offensive lineman. Uh, Braun was a former four-star, started seven games. Um, not last year, or this year, I guess we're still in the season, uh, but started seven games last year, new coaching staff, moved him to tackle, wasn't really a fit for him, um, you know, probably more of a guard type. Uh, so... Um, you know, they got three commitments right now at the transfer portal, and there's still a lot of activity there. Uh, but right now we're 
you know, more in freak out mode because we don't know who the defensive coordinator is going to be. <laughs> the guy they were zeroing in on uh, ended up taking Auburn position, and uh, Dow Loggins just left, and that leaves so many questions because Dow Loggins is the lead recruiter for five, you know, five of your top ten commitments, and so you got to get something figured out there. You got to get something figured out at defensive coordinator too. I mean, so it's a it's a wild time and December. This December is different than any other because you've always had coaching turnover and stuff, but a lot of times that usually happens like a little bit later, it feels like, um, you know, but you've always had that in December. Mm-hmm. But uh, the transfer portal being so wild is, I mean, it's not new, but it's it's bigger and bigger each December. And it's also now tied into specific windows, which mm-hmm. – certainly makes a difference because before you could do it any at any point in time now you're limited by certain 45 day windows let's yeah, check in we're with still the, waiting on i mean we're still waiting on you know dwight mclaughlin hasn't announced exactly what he's going to do i hear he'll come back um jalen catalan hasn't announced what he's going to do um you know there's still some guys that we're waiting on and there's probably some other guys that have you know, they're considering the portal right now. Uh, you know, there's obviously a lot of recruiting stuff still. You know, Nick Saban was in um, the Haz's house, you know, so losing Luke Haz, who was a Dow Loggins recruit, you know, that's that would be scary, you know, because he's, he's a guy that's been committed, helped you recruit other players and stuff. Um, you know, there's a, there's a lot to still look at right now. Who's going to be your tight ends coach? Is your um, linebackers coach going to go to UNLV uh, who's going to be your defensive coordinator and then who else are you going to get from the transfer portal do you believe there's a possibility that uh, DJ Williams may have a chance at the tight end position he went on to Twitter saying he I wanted the that. job I saw that um, I've always thought DJ would eventually be on like a national morning show or something um, <laughs> you know um, like I don't know something like that, but uh, I always think he excels at that. But uh, this is a guy that obviously grew up in the state of Arkansas, was a Razorback, played at the highest level, won the Mackey Award, um, played in the NFL, obviously. So he's got a pretty strong amount of experience. Um, he hasn't coached before, but so that would be, you know, different. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't know if they would be willing to. To make a move right there without, you know, having any kind of background, um, or if that they would, would maybe, maybe say, chance. "Hey, That'd hey, come take a, a yeah. t- take a GA role or yeah, something like right. that, and yeah. um, let's test it out." So, we'll see. Michael Sherer was just a GA for a year, right? But at least a year. And he's, but at least he's, a year. Yeah, but he's still pretty young. Yeah, that would be taking a major chance if if he's never had any coaching at all. Coaching and there's experience. a pretty good one right there in the backyard, I think less than, I don't know, half a mile away in Chris Gregg coaching at uh, Fayetteville High School. Yeah, Gregg has similar credentials, I guess. Didn't win the Mackey Award, but was a really good tight end, played in the NFL. But he is coaching. Um, he is coaching, coaching high school, yeah. Yeah, not coaching yeah. on the on the college level, but he's coaching. Yeah, hey, he is uh, coaching. yeah, Gus Malzon wasn't coaching on the college level, and he got a coordinator job. Right, but he was coaching on the high school level. Right, but he was coaching. And so was Chris Gregg. Talking about Chris DJ Gregg. Williams, he yeah he's, he hadn't right. coached. Right, we we tra- we transitioned to Chris Gregg now. He's, I see. He's okay, <laughs> I knew you had, but okay. moved quickly yeah, there. There you go. All right, let's talk to Pete. 
Pete, good afternoon. You got a question or comment for Trey? Oh, uh, well, just more than an emotional breakdown, I guess, at all the news today. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that okay? Yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. No, seriously, how are you guys? Great. We're good. We're here to listen. That, and we're all yeah. here for good. Yeah, we're we're not going anywhere. We're here for you, brother. Yeah. That's true. Well, There's you, no you, portal you really for broadcasters. We don't think no, so. No. Oh, my gosh. Could you imagine? Justin would have a fit. Could you imagine? <laughs> hey, seriously, um, you answered it in a I, I subscribed to the newsletter. You answered it and addressed a lot of uh, on these 20 minutes here uh, my questions. But I have one blanket question, and it's mostly on the on the coaching dynamic. Is why are we seeing? You know, I don't know that we have good news coming yet. Uh, that's revealed on who's coming in to replace coaches, and so. But why are we seeing these departures? And that's and that's all I'm asking. Appreciate it. Well, you mean for Thank coaches? You. Well, for coaches, they're taking promotions. I mean, Barry Odom from defensive coordinator to a head coach and uh, Dow Loggins from a tight ends coach to an offensive coordinator. And possibly, we don't know this yet, but possibly Michael Scherer from linebackers coach to defensive coordinator. These are all, these are all promotions, and that, that just happens. It has happened, you know, every single year since Pittman's been at Arkansas, more so, you know, him saying, hey, you know, we're going to go a different direction versus guys being promoted. But that's also what you, you want. You want coaches who work under you to be wanted by other programs, and that's usually a good sign to others. A lot of people didn't want the head coaching job at Arkansas when Pittman took it because they felt like that was a dead end, like coaches go there to die. That's literal, a literal quote from, from, from one potential candidate. I uh, wouldn't touch it with a 10-foot pole. So, you know, that's um, you can change that perception and, and, you know, by having guys go there and, and get other jobs. So... Uh, as far as players leaving, that was just going to – I mean, we knew that going in. They were going to lose starters. They were going to lose guys that hadn't played. If you look at it, I mean, losing Knox hurts. If you can hold on to the tight end class, you know, Shamar Easter is a guy that's pretty ready <laughs> to come in and, and help. And uh, Luke has is too. Jaden Ham's like 6'7", 250 or something. I mean, he's huge. Um, you've got a good tight ends class coming in. You've also got Tyrus Washington. So you've got some – you know, talented younger guys um, to help step in there. But losing Knox, obviously, it's not ideal. You'd like to have him come back for another year. He caught five touchdown passes for you. Um, losing Miles Slusher is an ideal. Losing Keetron Jackson is an ideal. I've got him losing 14 players since the portal opened. I would say those are three that, um, that hurt you. Um, I wouldn't say the others, you know, the other, you know, who knows what a guy might turn into, but, you know, those guys weren't playing. So, I mean, I don't, I don't know if I view them as, as big time losses. I mean, I wish them well. I hope they find what they're looking for, but I don't know that I, I view them as like, oh my gosh, it's all falling apart. Everybody's going through this right now. It's, it's a new era in college football. It's something we said going into it like, hey, it's going to be crazy. You're going to freak out. You kind of just have to wait till January 15th. Like I said, and decide if you want to freak out then or not. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, it's obviously human nature. It's football. You, you live and die on every play. You live and die on every transfer in and transfer out and, and all that kind of stuff. So uh, I don't think it's the end of the bad news, but I think there's probably some good news here coming also. I know there is. Um, but I also know there's some disappointing news too. So. 
So Let's speak right with uh, Mark. Mark, good afternoon. You got a question or comment for Trey? Yeah, hey Trey, it's Mark Hill hey. Um hey. How are you guys Long doing, time. by the way? Doing good. Doing great. Know, Thank you. Um, just a hypothetical. I want to get your opinion on on something, Trey. A, a lot okay. of. I, I'm I'm excited that that KJ's coming back, and KJ, and it's obvious that KJ was the catalyst for our offense. But I mean. The, the deficit in offensive production when he was out was very noticeable. Mm-hmm. Uh, but comment and give me your impression on uh, what the coaching staff can do to get KJ to delegate and and use all of the the and I know that we're we're going through coaching changes and this may affect us. But using all of the resources he has out on the field instead of him all trying to do it all himself, it seems mm-hmm. that uh, he really it, it caused him to have injuries. He really taxes the team. Um, and uh, it just it seems that he tries to shoulder so much of it uh, of the, the team's productivity that mm-hmm. it can backfire for KJ. Uh, and I, I know some other fans have talked about this, but I want to hear what you what your impressions are. Hope, about I, that. I really think that it comes down to sliding some more. Thank you, Mark. And, and stepping out of bounds. I mean, you can't not use KJ as a genuine threat to run the ball. I mean, that opens up so much more of the offense, just having that threat there, and that's who he is. But, you know, stepping out of bounds, sliding, those are things that can can keep you, you know, prolong your career, but also prolong your season. So I think that's a big part of it, and I don't know how, I don't know how you um, – Pull back from that. Aside, you know, uh, you know, you want him to be who he is, but you just gotta. He's got to be smart with his body. He's got to know that it's, he's got to get through a whole season. That's basically what it comes down to. But you still got to run KJ. Let's talk with Jim. Jim, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Trey? Uh, yes, I do. I mean, um, everybody's talking about all the gloom and doom about transfers and coaches and. And all this stuff with Arkansas, has anybody looked into Kansas State? Do they have any transfers? Is coaches leaving there? Or, you know, um, you know just just a question for Trey. Everybody's, yeah, everybody's dealing, everybody's dealing with stuff. I don't know the exact numbers on everybody else. To be honest with you, the last two weeks have been a literal blur to me. I mean, it, it feels like it has gone by, and it feels like it's been one day. It really does. Um, so, but yes, I mean, everybody is dealing with that right now. Everybody's dealing with players transferring, players who are good. I mean, I, I can look at the guys that Arkansas is in on. I mean, there's players from Georgia that are quality players. There's players from Texas A&M that are quality players. Um, you know, players from all over that are, you know, guys who started somewhere else or um, maybe a promising young guy. So, it's it's everywhere right now. I think A and M at one time was the clubhouse leader with like fourteen, hmm. but they're probably above that number now. That's what Arkansas said. Uh, Arkansas's at fifteen now. I forgot to count Trey Knox today. They're at fifteen total. I, think I said fourteen. Well, I'll have to go and do some dirt digging on A and M to get them back above us. Uh, let's <laughs> talk to Brian. Brian, you got a question or comment for Trey? Yes, not. Maybe you answered this question. Not, huh? yeah. Well, maybe Trey answered this question. Probably did. Trey, this one's pretty simple from Gentlemen, Mitch. 
What? We have Linda on line one who would like to ask a question of Trey. She'd like to ask Trey a question. Okay. I don't see her on the screen, but I'll okay. Linda, good afternoon. You got a question to comment for Trey. I do. Thank you so much. Hey, Trey. Um, My girls all graduated from high school from Malvern, and they were there in the Madre Hill days. Is there any possibility that the coaches are possibly looking at some of those Malvern Leopard players? I'll hang up and listen. Thank you. Thank you, Linda. I don't know of anybody that jumps off the top of my head at Malvern that they're looking at. Um, My first high school game was against Madre Hill, by the way. I believe Alpine was there. But, uh, yeah, my first high school game. We held him pretty good the first half. Second half was like the first drive. He jumped over a bunch of us and went like 95 yards <laughs> for a touchdown. He was I think, Trey, I would uh, take a hard look at Jalen Dupree if I right. if given the opportunity. He is a baller. He had almost 300 yards rushing Saturday for uh, wow. Malvern. All right, Trey, talk to you tomorrow.